The world as you know it has ended. The worlds as you don't know them yet, they're waiting with open arms. This is the Durgans and Dargans podcast. Welcome to Durgans and Dargans. I'm your dungeon master, Ben. Joining me today is Aaron. Introduce your character, Aaron. Hello, I'm Aaron. I am uh, Darren Buccaneer, the Minotaur Sorcerer. Also joining me today is Charles. I'm Charles. I'm playing Runal Surname, the Human Wizard. And last but not least is Matt. Hi, I'm Matt, and I'm playing Jet, the Gnome Fighter. Dargans and Dargans is a D&D podcast for the whole family. As long as your family is into intense, bloody adventures... We take D&D seriously, but we're not about to teach your six-year-old any unfortunate vocabulary words. We've already discussed some fortunate vocabulary words, but we won't be teaching any of the unfortunate ones. If you listened into last episode, you will know that our party, on their first interuniversal adventure into Salvagian Moss, the junk universe, uh, fought a giant flock of pigeons over a trash trove from the Shoplex wholesale universe, and after that battle, they picked up the loot of a 100-count box of daggers, a goodberry bundle with 50 sour goodberries, and a 15-pack of 15-foot ladders with the bottom rung broken off. Still very serviceable. Wait a second. I, I wasn't there to collect the loot, but um, so is the bottom rung broken on every single ladder? Yes. <laughs> it's, it's a minor inconvenience at most. It just means that it's unsellable. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, it's not like... I mean, I, I guess I could make you make a very, very low DC acrobatics check to get past the bottom rung of this ladder, but I feel like that would just be a waste of time. I mean, I'm just making sure it wouldn't, wouldn't inconvenience our gnome party member. Um, He might need a hand up that bottom rung. I'm I, I just, spry I, AF. Spry. <laughs> um, spry as... Flounder. Fun- fungus? Flounder. <laughs> Yeah, spry is flounder. That's what AF means. Flounder is there, a fortunate there's vocabulary going to be word. One person out there who's going to be convinced of that now, and because of that, it's it, they're going to have a harsh reality, and I'm I'm gonna I want to see that. Yeah, that's guys. If you are a child listening to this, AF means as flounder. Yep. Anyway, moving right along, you guys have defeated the pigeons, the giant pigeons. You defeated the giant king pigeon in the center of this. Uh, of this catwalk over the disgusting old fryer grease. You guys have, I won't make you roll for it, made your way back to the land and climbed up the hill that led down into this valley and you survey the land around you. Please everyone make a perception check. Can I, before I do that, just toss a fireball back at that uh, pit of oil just to watch it go up in flames? I'm still bitter. Um, yeah. Okay. Roll an attack roll against the lake. Knowing me, it's going to be that one, but here we go. Does a... Oh, shoot. I forgot to even pull up my character sheet. It's a 10. Anything but a nat one hits. You launch a firebolt into this lake of deep fryer oil, and it goes up in an enormous explosion of flame. Uh, You guys now have to clear the area pretty rapidly because this is so hot that it is starting to burn the air around you. So 
you guys leave this inferno behind you, hoping that you haven't attracted too much unpleasant attention. I totally forgot that I was also submerged in oil for a certain amount of time. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoopsie. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, Me, Jen is as well. I'm oh, not yeah, going to make you true. suffer the consequences of your actions immediately. We're just, I'm not going to light you on fire the first okay. couple so times. Okay, so wait, are we doing... I'm giving you that. What are we rolling then? I mean, honestly, please everybody roll an acrobatics check as you uh, charge down the other side of the hill in a random direction uh, because you are running away from this inferno. That's a 10. There are three types of people. (laughs) Yeah, uh, all of you take one point of falling damage as you clatter down this slope to the bottom of it. I guess now everyone make a perception check? That's a four. That's a 17. Before we you blew up the oil, I was going to say a dirty 20, but now it's a six. Which actually makes perfect sense. That's fair. I'll give you the dirty 20 earlier. You, you did survey the surrounding countryside as Darren was doing his stupid, stupid thing. I was bitter, and I was making sure that no pigeon would ever live there ever again. Congratulations. I was out there looking, and all of a sudden, boom. What you saw in the distance was a shining light coming from something tall. You couldn't quite make it out, but there was a shining golden light coming from the north of you, we'll say. The up of you. Jed, are you going to inform any of us about this one, or did we all see this? Oh, I I saw this. Oh. Yeah, well, you, you saw this, because I was too busy uh, setting something on fire. Then, as we're ru- running away from the f- fireball exploding, I just I point towards it and say, like, right that way. Okay, yeah, you guys run in that direction, and as you get closer to it, it's, it's a couple miles away, as you get closer to it, you see that it is a tower with a light on top of it. If you guys hear a bunch of thudding in the background, or if our listeners are hearing a bunch of thudding because my microphone is picking it up. That's my children charging around the house over top of me in my basement recording studio. So we'll call it sound effects. Yeah, okay, we'll call it that. All right, so you guys have charged in the direction of this tower. You now see that it is a tower with a bright golden light glowing from the top of it. It is not a grail. Is it a holy hand grenade of Antioch? No, and I will okay. tell you that the tower's to name is not Anthrax. <laughs> That's not what... We, that Good actually to know. would not be a bad episode. It's just an hour of us naming things that the tower is not. The tower is not. <laughs> and they're all Monty Python references. It is not a tower called Timn. If one of the pigeons from the last fight were to fly to the top of the tower, how fast could it get there? <laughs> uh, laden or unladen? I think the better question is African or European, but... True. (laughs) That's for swallows. These were New York-style pigeons. Okay, what do you do? Jet starts charging in that direction. Well, I don't see a point in splitting the party. Let's go. All right, excellent. You start heading in the direction of the tower. The up direction. I'm just imagining this is like a top-down video game. Like, we're just, like, looking down at our characters, and we're just like, go up. Yeah. Okay, so you start heading up. You cross a few more... Uh, a few more hills of trash. You see a hill of trash that's made entirely out of dolls with the eyes poked out. You see a hill of trash 
that is composed mainly of uh, old cartwheels that were just smashed into pieces. You get to the top of a hill that looks down into a bowl-shaped valley, in the center of which is a rundown wizard's tower. You know it to be a wizard's tower because it is improbably tall and impossibly narrow with a large octagonal room on the top, emblazoned with runes and glyphs, and a side along the side of it that reads wizard's tower. Trespassers will be transmogrified. Below you, the valley is shrouded in mist, but the occasional gust of wind reveals that in the mist below, there are winding labyrinthine walls surrounding the tower. I'm really glad you like skimmed through a lot of that because I was about to start another fire when you mentioned whole doll thing. So you guys, uh, do me a favor, everybody open roll 20. As you reach the bottom of this hill, you guys can see a wall and an entrance to this maze that you guys just so happen to stumble across directly. Now here's the funny thing about this wall, right? The wall is only seven feet high, but there is a thickening of the haze around the top of this wall that seems dangerous. Does the haze look like it is falling into the into the maze, like it's a smoke falling down into something, or is it just a bomb hanging on the surface? Uh, it is It is in the maze as well, but it is definitely, you can kind of see in the maze, but it's thicker above the maze. What are the walls of the maze made out of? Uh, maze, <laughs> just lots of corn. Um, no, uh, they're, they are made out of a dark black stone. I, I want to cast Warding Wind, and I want to use one of the ladders to climb up. A strong wind blows around me in a 10-foot radius, and it extinguishes any flames. It hedges out vapor, gas, and fog that can be dispersed by strong wind. Well, if this can be dispersed by strong wind. Okay. Uh, And how long does that last? Uh, It's concentration up to 10 minutes. So are you climbing up the outer wall or like just inside this wall here? I want to go like basically just inside the wall. You can see ahead of you here. And so you're climbing the wall up here to the left? Yeah, I'm just climbing the wall just to look out and see. I want to reveal as much as I can to myself. So you can see this area around you using using one of the ladders to climb up. Uh, But it takes you... We'll say it takes you 60 seconds of your warding wind time, so one minute to to do that action. To climb up seven feet? It's a 15-foot ladder. You got to position the ladder. You got to climb up. You can't shorten the ladder. It's 15 feet of ladder. So we'll say just 60 seconds. But the wind is going to be centered on me, so I want to go as quickly as I can and just... Uh, So you're going to climb down and you're going to move forward? Are you guys following him? Yeah, we'll keep pace. Once he notices he's going to stress the spell, we'll keep pace. Okay. Do you take the time to pack the ladder back up? Oh, uh, no. Or do you just leave it? Take it with me. Okay, that takes you another minute. Uh, oh, no. I'll, I'll leave it. I thought well, I could I can, just pick it up and carry it with me. Well, I, I'll, I'll, pick, leave it up. It I'll pick it up Somebody. because I'm the strong one. I just, I'm imagining, like, at our ankles, there's, like, a 15-foot-long ladder. Second level, so I'm not letting you use Warding I, Wind to completely break my maze, is what I'm doing. That's true. That's true. Well, you've only given us second level okay, spells. Okay, that's fair. So, that, that, and it was my last second level spell slot. So this is the most powerful thing that I can do for the rest of this session. That's, that's worth breaking my maze, at least mostly. You follow the maze until you reach the first junction where you can either go left or you can go straight. Which way do you choose? It does matter. 
before I choose, can I use the ladder to go up and blow away some of the wind? Or blow away some of the fog with the wind? Yes, you can. Which wall are you going above? Right here. I'm looking everywhere because it's a circle. Over to your right is a very, very steep slope uh, that leads up to the tower. And you assume that the entrance to it is somewhere beneath that slope. I think we should go that way then. You follow this pathway around until you reach a dead end. And in that dead end, Runel, since you're going first, you see something in the Blackstone Wall. It's polished so smooth as to almost be a mirror. And in that mirror, you see your greatest fear. What is Runel's greatest fear? Orcs. Then in this, you see orcs. And not just any old orcs. You see a savage orcish tribe that looks unsettlingly like the orcs of your own universe. Sort of like the orcs that killed your brother. And as you come charging up to this dead end, you are confronted with an orcish warlord swinging his axe at you, and you fall to the ground in terror. Please take one psychic damage. So the way this is going to work is if you guys reach a dead end, you take one psychic damage. Whoa, Runo, you okay there? You are right. I I don't know what that was, but I don't like it. I, I would very much like to stop. I thought we were going up a path. Well, whatever it is, I'll, I'll punch across the face. I go over and I punch whatever it is, and I walk towards it. You punch a wall? All right, Jet, you approach the dead end. Uh, Darren, you can't see it yet. Jet, what is your greatest fear? Jet sees a version of himself, even smaller than he is now, hopelessly alone in a black void. You see this black mirror, and in it, yeah, you see yourself, small and alone, sobbing wordlessly, and it gets under your skin, Jet. Oh, it really gets under your skin. That is who you are terrified you really are. Please take one psychic damage. Are you two all right? No, I don't like this. I hate this. Uh, Let's get out of here. Let's leave now. I want to cast Detect Magic. Everything is magical around I figured, but what kind of magic? The mist is a transmutation magic, and the walls are an illusion magic. They're real solid stone walls. You can put your hands up against them, but they're imbued with illusion magic. What is the floor made out of? The floor is made out of coarse black stone. So I can't penetrate it with anything? No, probably not. Not unless you had very heavy mining tools. Gentlemen, I have a few ideas. First, let's go back to the crossroads. And then I I will discuss my plan. Let's go. How thick are the walls? Three feet across. So in theory... Pretty thick. One could walk on top of the walls. Yes. Yes, that's fair. You could do that. We'd be in the haze above the maze, which I'd rather Unless somebody had warding wind and was blowing all that haze away. My thought is, well, first things first, I'm using one of my last two second-level spell slots, and I'm going to cast Aid on the party. Nice. It's a duration of eight hours. I can cast it on uh, three people. Each of us get five extra hit points for eight hours. Nice. Um, so I'm at 37 maximum right now. So this shouldn't take too much longer. Let's go back to the crossroads and just, just go. 
Okay. Uh, you you emerge from the left hand turning. Um, can I take the lead this time? Just as a since we've already kind of all you two have been hit by something, and I'm not entirely sure what that is. Uh, I'll I'll take the lead on this next one. Well, I would rather keep the lead at least for the first ten minutes while I have my spell active. Yeah, go ahead. You can take the lead. Then. You guys snake your way around until you come to the next turning. You come to this turn here, and you can either take a left or you can go straight. You now have five minutes left. I want to stand here and use the ladder. Okay. Uh, which direction are you you're looking? It's, just it's around a you? circle. I'm looking all around. Okay. You can see here, here, this area here. It seems like we left a gap in the middle of the maze here. And that's either going to be something very good or just another dead end. So I'm going to say let's go to the right. Okay. After you, wizard man. You guys can come see all this direction. Circles all the way around to here. And ahead of you, you can see three passages. One that goes up, one that, one that goes towards the right, one that goes in the middle, and one that goes to the left. I want to go here and use the ladder. Here? Okay. How many minutes we have left? You have four minutes left. Ninety, ninety, ninety. Like the wrong, like a pokey parts on a pit on a pitchfork. I think let's go back down that way. Okay. Jeez, I don't like it here. You can go down the one to your right, the middle, and the How left. How far down the middle one can we see? How far down? You can see about this far down each of them. They seem at this point identical. Go all the way down to the right. Okay, that takes you down, down, this way, and it leads you into a dark tunnel and at the end of that tunnel there's a wooden door we made it to the town i think yeah you and your wind man well done what a great use of a spell what a great use of a spell you broke my maze pretty thoroughly there was this whole thing where you were gonna if you went up the ladder to get the survey of the land you could see around you but you were gonna take damage you completely negated that you have made your way to the foot of the wizard's tower. You solved wow. my maze puzzle, literally. Like, <laughs> with like a cheat code, literally. Guys, this may be a really short episode. Here's the thing, though, Benjamin. You have our list of spells. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. I haven't looked at any of your character uh, sheets since episode I did one. also use Warding Wind effectively in the last, last episode. episode. You did. I totally forgot about it. Um, wow. That was that was well used. Also, also, I love how we enter the labyrinth with a minotaur in our party, and the minotaur has no idea what where to go. I mean, technically, I was the one who had a really yeah. thought out plan because I've done this before. Yo, that's fair. That's fair. You have you have a labyrinth in your backstory. I'm not. I'm yeah. not lying. I've done this before. I wish I had warding wind then, and I wasn't in a cave. Hey. All right. Uh, so at this point. Uh, you guys don't need roll 20 anymore. The heavy wooden door creaks open. As you enter, you stand at the bottom of a tower lit all in golden light. It is one tall room with a staircase spiraling up and around the outer walls. The bottom 10 feet of that staircase seem to be broken off. Crisscrossing the room above you are barriers of crackling golden energy that seems to completely cross from wall to wall, barring your passage up the steps at intervals as the stairs go up. 
You can just make out where those narrow stone steps disappear into the ceiling many hundreds of feet above you, presumably into the wizard's chambers at the top of the tower. If there's not some onyx in this building, I'm going to be uh, quite tired of this adventure. It looks very much like the inside of a wizard's tower would look. You know, crackling magical energy. There are bones littering the bottom of the floor. There are many runes carved into the side of the walls. Uh, and there's the occasional flutter of something that you can't quite make out. Littered across? Are we talking like Return of the King levels of like bones across the floor? Or are we talking like I could step over a skeleton? Okay. It's not a mound of bones, but there's a couple dozen skeletons scattered around okay, the floor. Okay, so I... I'm not going to sound like I'm just walking through a glass factory. You guys can very easily use one of your ladders to climb up to the bottom of the stairs. Do we ascend? So there was there was stairs and then just crackling barriers? Yes. Okay. So there's there's no other way up besides the stairs. Uh, do the, the crackling barriers look like they're... Like, can we see through them or are they just like golden walls? They are semi-transparent. I'd like I'd like to look down one of them. Uh, the one, the one. There's. You said there was three of them. They begin decently far above your head. You're going oh, to have to climb up the stairs away to get a good look okay. at them. Yeah, they crisscross the tower above you, uh, sealing your way across the stairs. Are the stairs like a spiral staircase going up the inside of the tower? They are kind of coming out of the wall of the tower, spiraling up to the top. Got it. So Jet reaches in the bag of holding. You pull out another ladder, or, or wait, he's been carrying one this whole time. <laughs> So the one he's been holding in his hands. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I just love the image of we're all running like single file through a maze. And the whole time at ankle level, there's just a ladder that all of us could be kicking and like destroying our shins on. But Jed is just perfectly holding it in his arms. So none of us are like <laughs> destroying our shins. That's yeah, that's pretty funny. I hope someday there's some art of that. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, Jet, what are you doing? Shinbreaker Jet pulls out his ladder and then kind of stacks it up to so we can get up to the across the broken portion. All right, excellent. Uh, yeah, you guys climb up the ladder. You're at the bottom of the steps. And as you start going up, you reach maybe about 30, 40 feet up. And you see, among the runes carved on the wall, there is a plaque right before you reach the first magical barrier that says... To pass through me thy metal test, grab the gold and find what's next. As you look at the golden barrier, you see, as if it were stabbed into this golden barrier, about four feet off the ground, you see a golden dagger. And could you repeat the poem for us? To pass through me thy metal test, grab the gold and find what's next. So I think whichever one of us can pull it out of the stone gets to king. According to legend, I believe that is correct. Oh, well, that sounds like a good idea. Jinjet goes, just goes, jumps up and grabs it, which he has to jump for, because he's not... <laughs> yeah. All right, you grab this dagger in your hand. Do you do anything with it? Uh, I assume I am holding it, but then I am, my little feet are dangling from the dagger, trying to be able to pull it down with my weight. You grab it. You dangle for just a minute, and then it comes free of the golden barrier, and thoughts fly into your mind. Oh. Jet, please make a wisdom saving throw. I don't like this. Uh, I don't like this a little bit. That's 15. Wait, saving throw. That's still 15. <laughs> uh, you are filled with deep, deep thoughts of rage and hatred and death 
and you are filled with this intense desire to stab your friends. You think it will make you stronger, it will make you better, but you are able to resist and you hold this dagger in your hand and you have the option to let go. What does Jet do? That is often fueled by his emotions and it's, it's a very difficult moment for him because he just was brought to face of some of his things start deep down inside of him that he does not want to address right now and he is very frustrated with that and he just has to do something about it and he, th- and he tries to stab the, da- the dagger into the into the wall not the barrier it just into the wall Okay. Uh, The dagger, being made of gold, actually bends as you stab it wrathfully into the stone. And it clatters from your hand, falls down the steps, falls below you, and the magical barrier disintegrates. And you're able to go further up the stairs. Uh, Are you alright, friend? That was uh, a rather bizarre outburst. Just, just don't right now, man. Just don't. This is not time for it. Okay, then. I think uh, I shall take the next challenge, because you two seem to be getting in quite a lot of trouble right now. You remember back when you got real angry and you smushed those guys' heads? Yes. I'm pretty close to that right now. All right, so let's just keep going. You guys continue to ascend, and above you... Through the next barrier, you can see whatever is fluttering around up there. But as you keep going up and up and up, please everyone make a constitution saving throw. That is a dirty 20. 19! Saving throw, 22. Oh man, you guys don't feel the strain of walking up hundreds of steps at all. You guys are feeling pretty good about that. Uh, We are driven by the anxiety and stress right now. All right, you approach the second barrier. In this barrier, you see the same plaque with the same reading, but in it, there is a harp, a golden harp. Well, uh, I think I'll make this one uh, for you guys because I feel like you've been through a bit more than I have today. So I shall grab it. I reach out and just... Actually, at first, I pluck a string before I grab the rest of it. Uh, It makes a beautiful tonal note. I might bring this one with me. I grab it and I just take it out the wall. All right. Please make a wisdom saving throw. That is a dirty one. Oof. Uh, Here we go, boys. You start playing music. You didn't know you could play the harp, but your fingers know exactly what they're doing. You are playing a beautiful, beautiful melody. Uh, I am going to need Jet and Runel to make a wisdom saving throw. Hmm. I should not have grabbed this. This is a terrible idea. It's a six. Thirteen. Jet, you feel really drowsy and your eyes almost close. Runel, you sit down on the steps and you fall asleep. Darren, you keep playing this harp 
and you play and play and play and play, and you don't notice the blood that's starting to drip from your fingers, you take four damage. Oof, there goes pretty much all of aid. And you now suffer a point of exhaustion. You now have disadvantage on your checks and saving throws. Uh, however, uh, Jet and Runel, please feel free to avail yourself of a short rest. Because <laughs> you both just My dozed. fingers bleed. Okay, then. So if you need some hit dice, you can do Can that. I do a... As they have taken their short rest, you eventually pass out, which is why you're exhausted. Oh. And the heart falls from your hands and clatters down to the floor below you. But you did take four points of damage and are now exhausted. So as the barrier falls away, your friends wake you up, and above you, you see fluttering through the center of the tower, books. <gasps> They're fluttering around with their pages and spines like they were giant butterflies. And they are swirling in patterns you can't even identify. I'm tired, but I still cast um, Mage Hand. Um, which has a range of 30 feet, and I try and grab at one of them and bring it to me. I will let you make an arcana check to do that. Does a 13 work? No, it doesn't. Okay, then. You reach out with Mage Hand, and it just kind of... Well, let's see here. You think it... You think it's working at first, but this group of books fly at you, and they come... Swooping down. Please, everybody make a dexterity saving throw. Ugh, nine. Nineteen. Sixteen. <laughs> oh, no. Darren, you take two points of slashing damage as these books paper cut you on the way past you. The other two of you pull some bullet time maneuvers and you duck directly under this slashing Wait, paper. you had a had a magic hand this whole time? I used it when we painted. Oh, right, we split up the party for that. I forgot. Where were you like five minutes ago with the weird harp thingy? Well, I wanted to... I don't know. I wanted to try it. And also, uh, Mage Hand only works for something that is... Uh, ten pounds. I'm assuming a solid gold harp is heavier than 10 pounds. I don't know, man. I'm just, this place is stressing me out. It, it, where, what's the next thing? I hold up my hand and just go, little bit. Uh, but before we head up, I'm going to cast, using another one of my draining spell slots, um, cure wounds on my hands. I will tell you that if you stop long enough to cast this spell, you will potentially be attacked again by the bugs. Oh, they're swarming. They're like... <laughs> Fine. Um, then, are there torches anywhere? Or is it just the golden light? This is lit by the golden barriers, okay. yeah. Oh, so is the path behind us getting darker? Yes. Oh, fun. This is some funhouse nonsense. Let's keep, let's keep going before these books start shredding us. Just keep going. Fine. Let's go. What's funny is that the Kevin McLeod track that you are currently listening to is called Magical Escape Room. Lovely. You guys charge your way up, and after many more feet of climbing, you are only attacked one more time by the books. So we'll just have one more, just one more dexterity saving throw. Fifteen. That's a nineteen. A uh, eight. 
You take two points of slashing damage. Are we finally out of their range? You reach the next golden barrier, and in it, there is a crown, a golden crown. <sighs> I already have a fancy hat. I'm just going to cure my wounds real quick. Wait, describe this again? There is a golden barrier ahead of you, and in it is wedged a golden crown. All right. This It's a fairly simple crown, but made of pure gold. Someone's going to have to put it on. I want to cast Unseen Servant and instruct Lil Pudgy mm. to go take out the crown and put it on his head. I, d- I don't want to steal your thunder, but you want me to use a ladder? I mean, if you want to, this is what I'm thinking. I don't, I don't think any of us should risk putting the crown on our head. Save your magic. Jet pulls an, uh, another ladder out of the bag of holding and then attempts to uh, position it awkwardly and hold and try to use the end of the, the ladder to uh, to kind of like use the stick on the ring to pull, it, to pull the, the crown off. It doesn't move. It doesn't budge. While he's working on that, like I catch cure wounds. I'm sorry. I just want to say this because I'm yeah, dying. You can you can do that off camera. Just let me know how many hit, hit points you heal. I got ten. Okay. Well, that's not gonna work. So, all right, Magic Man, what do you got? I'm gonna cast. Wait, how high up is it? It's about four feet high. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna cast Unseen Servant and have Pudgy take it out of the wall. You get the feeling Pudgy doesn't understand what's going on. Pudgy is unable to interact with this. Can Pudgy walk through the barrier? Does Pudgy try to walk through the barrier? Sure. Uh, Pudgy disappears, and you feel kind of a psychic scream as Pudgy dies. Oh, no. Sorry, buddy. What have we done to Pudgy? (laughs) We can summon him again, correct? Yeah, let's try it again. Oh, yeah. (sighs) (laughs) Try it again! Oh, yay! We, we've reached the portal the portal level of the, the mission. We're just going to keep sacrificing the companion cube. Pudgy, Pudgy comes back, and Pudgy tries to walk through again, and Pudgy screams somehow even more miserably this uh, time I, as he yeah, dies I mean, in agony. I feel like it was... I'm not wasting the spell slot on that, right? Like Okay, all right. Okay, fair enough. You'll assume that it happens again. All right, you know what? I'm going to risk this. I'm going to use what? my last third level spell slot. I'm going to try Misty Step across the barrier. Okay. Wait, what? You Misty Step across the barrier. So I'm 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 on the other side now. Yeah, you're, you're on the other side. Wait a minute. Yay, okay. Um, can I? Darren is now on the other side. Jet Runel, what do you do? Can I can I do anything to the barrier on my side? Can I like knock? Can I bang on it or something? Uh, you know what? Yeah, I try. I try and hit the barrier and knock this the crown out from the other side. Uh, you immediately take. Uh, five points of we are going to say magical damage. It is not fire damage. It is not anything. Your your hand is seared with magical pain yeah. as you come in contact with this barrier. Ugh. Not trying that okay. again. Jet is, is very stressed out. How about it? Just sucks in air through his teeth and says, well, the only way to Beat the clown is to get up in his face, and he just grabs he just crown grabs the crown and puts it on because he has no idea what else to do. Okay, so here's what's gonna happen: you are going to make your wisdom saving throw with disadvantage because you put it on your head, which definitely wasn't a requirement <laughs> according to the plaque. You just had to grab it, but you put it on your head. We're gonna go with that. That's canon. So please make a wisdom saving throw with disadvantage. Five. Jet. You are still Jet, but 
Your title has changed. You are now 1000% convinced that you are king of the Twisted Tower. And any non-violent character who does not address you as such or call you my liege every time they speak to you will cause you one psychic damage and you will get mad at them. At the end of every day, you may make a charisma or wisdom saving throw to try to get this crown off of you. But every time you fail that, it will make the DC go up by one. Holy cow. I am so proud of this magical item that I convinced, that I uh, came up with. Jet, are you all right? Jet, take one psychic damage. Because I can't know that information right now. Jet just kind of dissociates for a blink of a second. Oh, oh no. His eyes are just glazing over. And then he looks towards Darren with an uncharacteristic signature look of superiority. It says, That's my liege to you. Uh, are you alright, friend? Uh, please take one more point of it's psychic damage. anything I prefer to him? Every time you speak to him, oh my gosh. you must say, my liege, or address I, him as king of the Twisted his Tower. His eye twitches again. I'm the king of the Twisted Tower. You will address me as so. Uh, your highness, uh, of course. Um, liege? Can I see that he's like, my liege? Thank you. I'm sorry. As soon as you say that, it's just there's an audible, like, sigh of relief. Thank you. Can I... I'm, like, looking at him up and down. I'm not saying anything anymore, but... I'm looking at the crown and wondering how easy it is going to be take off. Like, could I take it off? Do I see him eyeing, eyeing me? Uh, yeah, you... you, Yeah, you see him looking at you very intently. Uh, you are still Jet. You are still working for Professor Absentine. You are still on this quest. That's just kind of a whole new part of who you are now. You know, you're still questing with these people. They're beneath you. But, you know, you, that's not their fault. They are... It's not their fault they were born common. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you feel a little patronizing, but you'll still go to the top of the tower with these folks. I don't know what you're looking at we weird for. It's just the status of my position, and I would appreciate it if you gave me the respect that I deserve. Let's move on. Yes, my leash. And I, like, gesture him up towards the, 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 the rest of the steps, still kind of, like, concernedly eyeing him. And Jed is just expressing himself with, like, the arrogance of a six-year-old, and it's just kind of, kind of pathetic. And, I, and I'm like, we're, we're, like, I'm just imagining me and Runal are, like, looking down at you, <laughs> like, from four feet above you, just kind of like, are you okay? The most impressive thing that Jet has ever done is look down his nose at people twice his height. Or <laughs> three times his height in my case, but yes. Uh, Runel, are you interacting with Jet in any way right now? I uh, witnessed that interaction and I kind of see how mad Jet is getting. And Runel is also like a little afraid of Jet already, so he's not going to talk to him while he's this angry. Yeah, we'll say that Runel remembers from Cursed Items 203 that there were curses very much like this, and you you track what's going on, you know. Uh, during your Magical Masters program, 
you did several papers on on cursed artifacts. All right, you guys continue ascending. You are no longer attacked by the books. As you get to the last barrier, you see that there is oh, a compass wedged into this golden barrier. Uh, my liege, your, your great prowessness. Um, I suggest that you shouldn't uh, grab this next item just as a precaution to the health of your uh, greatness. You know what? That's a really good idea. You come up with some really great ideas. I appreciate that. Uh, oh, I live to serve. I'm also kind of like saying this, not, not quite like sarcastically, but like... I mean, I'm, I'm hoping it's coming across my tone slightly snidely. And I'm just not registering it. <laughs> <laughs> that tracks. It didn't boost your intelligence score, Jet. No. So you want you want to get you want to give it a try, or is Mister Guy, Mister Mister Scrawny Guy, going to do it? Well, I think it's probably fair if I do at least one of these. Yes, I'd I'd, I'd rather not. Seeing as how my hands are still not quite recovered. All right, Runel. You reach up and you grab the compass. What do you do with it? See which way it's pointing. All right, make a wisdom saving throw. Watch this one be like a blessed item and it's just like it tells him exactly where we need to go and all of us have grabbed the <laughs> it wrong one. points ones. to my heart's deepest desire. Now, that's uh, an 11. <laughs> it is pointing to your heart's deepest desire. Yes. And you immediately take a large step towards it into open air <laughs> and start falling. <laughs> um, try to grab him. I will let you guys uh, make a dexterity saving throw to see if you can. I grab try to him. grab him. Yeah, Bo- I think both of us try to grab him. My liege, your humble servant is falling. No, my surf. Oh no. <laughs> Thirteen. Eight. Well, it was fun doing the podcast, guys. I uh, <laughs> wish you guys the best of luck. <laughs> uh, Jet, you grab the edge of his robes just with your fingertips and you are able as as you've grabbed the edge of his robe his robe tears but the force of it swings him around so instead of dropping directly down the center of this passage uh, the center of this tower all the way down to the bottom he falls towards the edge of it and slams hard into the steps below you guys, one level below you guys in this spiral staircase. Uh, Runel, uh, make a constitution saving throw. Team. Six damage, the six falling damage that you take is enough to knock the compass out of your hands and it falls all the way down to the bottom. You are free of its influence and you are free to rejoin your companions above, having taken six points of falling damage. While he's on his way up, I'm already prepping Cure Wounds, and I'm going to use it when he gets up here. Okay. Yeah, you cast Cure Wounds on him. That is eight health. All right. Runo, you get eight more health. There are no more magical barriers ahead of you. You climb up the stairs, and you enter the wizard's chambers. It's a funny sense. It's all lit in golden light, and outside the windows, you feel like you can see some kind of flickering. Light and dark and light and dark and light and dark. And as you look around, you see his instruments. There are titration tools. There's an alembic. There are mortars and pestles. There are books and books and books. There are... uh, There is a stack of five onyx bricks. Uh, and there is 
a table on which are a few very clearly magical items. Quick, grab the onyx bars before any malarkey happens. Hey, Jetrace, uh, it's gonna check around, see if the coast is clear, if you can go and try, if you can, um, if anyone's gonna see him, if he walks over to those bricks, to swipe them. All right, you, you get the bricks, nothing attacks you. Uh, you look over to the rest of the table, and you see that there is a stone that seems to be magical. There is a crystal ball, and there is a fairly plain-looking earthenware crock with a lid on it. Oh, you said there's a pair of crocs? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I'm going to need that list again. No. What is there? It's, it's a... Okay, so there is a crystal ball. There is a rock that's humming with a faint magical energy, and there is a fairly plain earthenware crock with a lid on it, and some steam escaping from the side. Can I... Aaron, you should recognize that I do recognize it, because it's Doug's favorite thing. (laughs) But Doug doesn't exist in this world, so I have no idea what that is. What could that possibly be? Can I do an arcana check to see if I know anything more about any of this? Okay, uh... The ball is a, uh, the crystal ball is a ball of far seeing, uh, and it will show you something. Do I have to make the arcana check? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'll just tell you. Okay, well, I rolled a 20 plus 6, that's a 26. Okay, you immediately recognize these first two things. The first one is a stone of rain detection. If you hold this stone out during a rainstorm, if it gets wet, it will tell you that it is raining. Sometimes it gets false readings around waterfalls. Uh, but but it just hums. It, it also softly hums, yes. Uh, the crystal ball, as you get closer to it and look into it, uh, shows you a kitchen. It's a very crude-looking kitchen. All the tools are stone. And as you look into it, uh, with a faint sound of applause, there is... A goblin who walks into this shot uh, and starts talking in goblin tongue as they cut a bunch of earthworms up. Do any of you speak goblin? Nope. Nope. Uh, yeah. The, oh, wait, I'm so sorry. The goblin I do speak actually goblin. occasionally looks up. You do? Okay. Uh, Runel. I don't know why, but I brilliant. do. So, uh, this. When you speak goblin. Because <laughs> I was just like oh. checking my my proficiencies in languages. I'm like, I've got bagpipes. Yeah, I didn't know no, he was my, that uh, much of a homebody. My my racial trait I got um, common and dwarvish, but for my background, I had to pick two more, and I picked elvish and goblin. <laughs> That's fantastic. So the goblin is speaking goblin with a, with a weird accent, even for a goblin. Uh, but it's like, oh, yeah, so, you know, you want to cut the earthworms about two to three inches uh, long because that way uh, you you have enough to slurp something, but you you don't have something that's going to get all tangled up in your fork because you, you really don't want to use utensils. That's a human thing. Uh, but, you know, this, this length is just about good. You really, you don't want to cook them, but you can let them marinate in the blood of your enemies. And that's just a great sauce that you can use for pretty much anything. <laughs> This is a goblin cooking show. Does his hair have frosted tips? <laughs> no, no, but he is wearing like a little goblin apron that looks you like it's made of some kind of skin. discovered goblin Rachel Ray. 
I was making a Guy Fieri joke, but all right. <laughs> Guy Fieri, <laughs> Goblin, or what's it? Uh, <laughs> Goblin Fury. Um. <laughs> Goblin Ramsey. <laughs> it's raw, and I like it that way. Oh, oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you want it? Raw. You overcooked it. <laughs> Sorry. Um. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, Runel, you actually don't recognize the crock of soup. This is a very strange magical item, uh, even with that high-powered roll. Uh, but there is, it seems like there's, it's a crock of soup. You can kind of smell a piping hot uh, kind of vegetable stew coming from it. Um, I grab the stone and hold it to my ear to hear what pitch it's humming at. It's a B-flat. Jed is gonna just look around one more time. Is there? Is he sure there's nobody in the room? No, but you are noticing a lot of flickering coming from the sh- behind the shuttered windows. I don't want to open them. Do you? I. Uh, please, Jet, take one psychic damage. Oh and no! Get mad. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> My liege, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My liege, are you sure it's a wise idea to open the windows? I don't like the sight of them. You know what? Just for that, I think you should go open them. Go ahead. Oh, no. Okay. Yes, I, yes, my liege. Um, I, I somehow being, like, slightly perturbed by the anger of a gnome, even though I'm thrice his height, I just slowly walk over to the, the window and just peek through one of them to see what the flickering is. With my big cow head, I try to, like, look through with one eye. You see the sky outside is getting light and then getting dark very, very rapidly. There is time passing outside. The sun is rising and setting about once a second. And you guys have been in this room for a couple minutes. I smack the window closed. Gentlemen, grab the onyx. Grab whatever those nonsense things are. We are getting out of here, my liege. Thank you. I don't want to be in here any longer. Are you coming, Bruno? Done. Let's go. So many dons I haven't witnessed. This place is mortifying. All right. You guys go charging down the stairs. Uh, You, you know, you have magical light and things like that, so it's not a dexterity check to go down these dark stairs. You go out of... Wait, did we grab the items? Yes, you, you grabbed all the items and you went down the stairs. Uh, I'm not going to make you go back out through the maze. You can remember which way you're going. You get out of the tower, out of the maze, and up to the hill on top of it. You guys feel older. You guys feel a little older. Not a lot older. Maybe not a year older. But you feel a little older. Like a lot of time has passed. You feel a little more mature. You feel like maybe... Hold on, if you're saying it was a day a second, calculating we were in there for at least, what, 40 minutes? No, how long were we in there? We were there for a long or a short rest. You were in you were in the top of the tower. Oh, so the top of the tower is where it's at. For, we'll say, just a few minutes. One of us tried to, try to um, as, as we look outside and see what we can see, as, try and guess how, how much time has passed. This place doesn't even have a sunset. I haven't been able to witness a dawn. So you've you've seen the sky get dark and the sky get light, but you haven't seen an actual dawn. And you get out 
And there are some noticeable differences to the piles of junk that are around. There is, you, you look over and there was that hill of dolls and you see that the hill of dolls is now half covered in a bunch of uh, rancid meat. And you don't know when that got there. You don't know how much time has passed. But more, more than a few days, you would guess from how you feel that it was less than a year. The Thandar Furian's still there. Ooh, help us out right now. Uh, it is like sometime during the day, according to the light outside. You can't quite see where the sun is, because you never can through the gray clouds. But you know that some time has passed. What I will say that does mechanically is, if you guys can get yourself a long rest, you get to level up. Because you're all a little older and a little wiser somehow just from standing in the center of that tower. Will that get rid of my point of exhaustion? If you get a long rest, you will. I came here to find some cool stuff. And what I got was a mental illness. Do you guys look for, look around for a spot to make camp? Let's find somewhere to make camp because I'm about to lose it. All right. Uh, someone make either a perception or investigate or a survival check. I'll take anyone. I'll do survival. It's my only good stat, apparently. That's a four. I, Never mind. I can investigate. It's a 14. All right. Runel, with your investigate check, you find an absolutely enormous copper urn. It is like like 20 feet around, and it is about 30 feet tall, and it's lying on its side, so it's basically functioning as a small cave. You guys figure that if you climb inside this thing, and it's relatively dry, there's not a bunch of mucky water in it, that if you climb inside this thing, you can get some rest if you take turns keeping watch. Wait, could you repeat what was it? It's a giant copper urn. Um, does anyone have any tools that we could maybe chunk away some of this copper and carve out a gear? I have Smith's tools. Also, he said, does anyone? Was I referring to Jet? Yes. Uh, Jet, please take one point of psychic damage and correct your friend. Well, excuse me, not just anybody, but the king of the Twisted Tower has some smith tools, if you're wondering. We're not even in the Twisted Tower anymore. He still has the crown on. Jet, please take one point of psychic damage. He did not you, address you well, do, as do my you leash. Stop having a PhD after you leave school, or... I don't even know what a PhD is. Do you still, do you not have your, your <laughs> book thingies when you title thing when you leave school, huh? Oh, good comeback. <laughs> the comeback. <laughs> well, you'll, I'd appreciate it if you, call, if, you, if you at least call me my liege next time. Jeez. No. <laughs> Please take one more point of psychic damage. <laughs> also, side note, Matt kind of hates this, but this is actually kind of funny. <laughs> Uh, Darren, Darren is acting like he hates this. Uh, Aaron absolutely loves this. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're about to take a long rest. I ain't concerned, but, um... <laughs> it's... Jay, your this, eye really it, starts twitching. He, he's not a crock pot. He's becoming an instant pot. The pressure is just building. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, speaking of crocs, has anyone tried to open the crocs? Oh, we brought yet? that with us? 
I just want to say, uh, my liege, uh, my friend, uh, can I take the last uh, watch? I want to see if I can catch the dawn, because I haven't been able to see anything yet, and I'd like to see if there is one. Absolutely. You're about nothing but good ideas, you are good, sir. Why, thank you, my leash. All right, can we long rest? All right, who's going to take the first watch? I'll I'll take it. Can I say before we rest, I'll try to use my smith's tools to see if I can carve any... Um, start to attempt to fashion a copper gear maybe out of material? Are you sure you want to start attacking the thing you're sleeping in before you get a long rest? Like on the outside, not on the inside. Okay, I'll, I'll say that the lid to this thing is sitting nearby and there's just a lot of copper in it. Um, you have smith's tools. Yeah, go ahead and make a a smith's tools check to see if you can fashion some I gears out of it. I have proficiency with it, and because of my fire rune and the magic of fire giants, that actually doubles my proficiency bonus, so these giants give me some skizzles. Um, it, it uh, doesn't really matter that much. Because that's twelve, terrible. I'm I'm hanging on. Okay, you you think that you don't have a fire hot enough to really start melting these this copper. Um, you would have to kind of take time to build yourself a little forge if you were gonna really start making gears out of it. Um, so I, yeah, I could just, yeah, you don't get. I could just imagine Jet just like going and hammers whacking. Using his hand, the hammer, and like whacking at it, he's like, "Why is it working?" And the rune was like, "Why not?" And ow, why is it working? Why not? Ow, why is it working? Ah, stop it! <laughs> uh, I'm just, I'm like holding onto the humming stone. Just, does is it like softly just humming or is it like moving? It's just humming. I'm trying to like sight, like while while they're working on this, I'm just kind of toying around, and be like, "Can I get it to stop?" I get to like close it so you can't hear it. Like I'm just try. I'm I'm just goofing off with the stone. After I get tired of that, I take the first watch. <laughs> All right, you're goofing off with the stone. The stone splits open, and in it, it well, it turns out that the stone was actually a cleverly carved box. It was magical in of itself. It did detect rain after all, but inside that stone there are four rings. Uh, Runel, I'll say that you actually recognize the symbol on these rings. These are paired rings of power walkers. <laughs> they are, they allow you to travel at like five to ten times your normal speed while you are out of combat and while each of the four rings is within a hundred feet of each other. So this will allow you guys to cover an enormous amount of terrain very quickly, as long as you're calm and there's no, no aggressors. And, you know, peek behind the screen, if you ever pick up a DMPC for any reason, you can loan them one of them. One for each, I guess, and I'll keep the last one in this box. All right, you guys get a long rest. You are fully healed, you have all your spell slots back, and you are now level five and my exhaustion is gone uh jet as you fall asleep please make a wisdom or charisma saving throw okay well it doesn't really matter what i roll because they're both just as bad um but we're gonna say it's charisma 16 you are able to take the crown off that was a dc 15 check 
You manage, you manage to take the crown off and you just throw it away from you. And it sits there on the ground, vaguely tempting all of you, but not strong enough that you're going to go over and pick it Oof. up. And all right. Hey, this is when we wake up? Uh, that was when you went to bed. At the end of every day, you got to make that check. Okay. I start... For he's actually starting to feel kind of like a jerk and is thinking about how he can make it up to his to his, his teammates. Apology breakfast! Yeah, he, he, he wakes up, Jet wakes up early and, try, and starts tries to make breakfast to everybody to try and make up. What do you use to make this breakfast? That is a very good uh, point. Um, so you have some rations, you have some spoiled good berries, and you have a universe of junk uh he's going to he's gonna like try to find a cleanish looking like piece of wood around and then spread out some rations and then and, and uh, he is not artistic at all so it just looks like somebody just threw stuff on a plate and he makes like a charcuterie board <laughs> uh roll a performance check or do you have like cooking proficiency uh i have cooks utensils um, I don't even know if I have proficiency with it. Okay. Uh, would you say those count as tools? Okay, so make a cook's utensils check to see how well you arrange this. Well, then a double proficiency bonus. Thank you, giants. Yeah. Uh, 17. You guys wake up, and you're wondering who made the charcuterie board. Jet could not have possibly made the charcuterie board. Jed is not the sort of person who makes charcuterie boards, but trail rations and hard cheese and salted pork never looked so good as they did on, we'll say it was a piece of driftwood that you carved into a cheese board. And it looks really good. And it almost makes the rations taste good. Do we wake up to each, like we wake up like each individually because we had different watches. He wasn't doing the whole night. Well, he... That's true. He got up early, and so I guess I guess you had the last watch. Yeah, you see him like kind of go out and start scavenging a little bit, and you're like, "Yeah, okay." Uh, and he comes back with the charcuterie board, and you're wondering how he found it. You wanted to see the dawn. You don't see a sun rise, but you do see the sky gradually lighten, and that's the closest you get in the junk universe. There might still be a dawn. Lathander might still be out there. Well, good morning, my, uh, my good mate, or should I say, my liege, sir. Uh, so, some food for your troubles. Mm, uh, King of the Twisted Tower, you're all right. Uh, your crown is missing. I'm making sure there's no lasting effects. Oh, I he- oh, I hex on that thing. Forget it. I, I'm, I'm so sorry, man. I was. Uh... You're, you're fine. I just I'm making sure you're all right. As well as you can be. <laughs> I re- really thought this was going to be a fun time out here. I don't know if I call this fun anymore. Jet, I have decided just now that in the future, you will have advantage on deception checks when impersonating royalty. That's fun. Because there was there was a lingering psychic imprint of this crown that if there ever comes a time 
in this campaign, which I don't have anything in particular in mind right now, but if there comes a time when you feel the need to impersonate royalty, you will have advantage on those deception checks. That is really cool. If I actually didn't already have advantage on all deception checks from my cloud rune, which I have never used because I can't think of a lie for this guy to make. <laughs> He's just like, I don't lie, I tell the truth. <laughs> well, is that is that limited, or is that just a permanent buff that you have advantage on? As long as I have the rune that, uh, whatever the rune, the item that the rune is on, as long as it's with me. You could give him, like, a plus one to just any royalty deception. Yeah, we'll say that. It's a plus one to royalty deception checks. All right, you guys wake up the next day, and you eat a hearty breakfast, and you are ready to face whatever that day gives you next. That is where we will end the session. Uh, You guys can level up your characters for next time to level five. Uh, Thanks, guys, for being great players. Uh, Thanks, listeners, for being great listeners. Thanks, as always, to my wife uh, for being such a great sport about my playing D&D as a hobby. And, uh, yeah, thanks to my kids for only tromping around for the first half of the podcast. 